Hello, and welcome to Binge Night, a podcast to introduce you to new TV shows. My name is Mike, aka Jester, and I am incredibly passionate about the storytelling that could be accomplished with a well-crafted show. Look, I've got nothing against the storytelling that movies do. I'm also on a movie podcast called The Goodnight Movie Club. But TV has a slight edge over movies nowadays because the creators are able to stretch out the story over an 8-10 to 10 hour period that they would normally only have a quarter of the time for in a movie. We are living in a golden age of TV as well, due to the increasing popularity of streaming services that put new content constantly at our fingertips. Okay, so here's the deal. My job here is doing the hard work for you. I find that once I get about three episodes into a show, I can usually tell whether or not I'm going to like the series. So that's what I'm going to do here. After watching the first three episodes of a new show, I'll provide you with as much of a spoiler-free review as possible, and then let you know whether or not I've stopped watching, have periodically been getting caught up, or if I binge the show and impatiently or impatiently awaiting a new season. And this is generally. Sometimes I can't help myself, and I watch a few more or even the rest of the season. Hopefully this gives you enough insight as to whether or not you want to add the show discussed on here to your rotation. If you're like me, you've been watching a lot of TV and movies over the last 10 months. There's so much out there that it can be hard to find the gems in the sea of mediocrity. And as COVID has ravaged many businesses around the world, it has especially hit the TV world. There's not a lot that they can do with social distancing and other safety protocols in place. So we may hit a drought of new content, or these studios may have something hidden up their sleeves in the months to come. But some of your established favorites may not come back for a while. So sit back, relax, and listen, because I may help you find something new to watch instead of your 10th rewatch of The Office since the pandemic started. Don't get me wrong. I also love The Office. And here we go with the very first review of TNT's Snowpiercer. Based on the Bong Joon-ho movie of the same name, Snowpiercer is set in a dystopian future where, after trying to correct the effects of global warming through the introduction of a cooling chemical into the atmosphere, the Earth has entered a new ice age. The average temperature is around minus 117 degrees Fahrenheit, and all life on Earth has been extinguished, except for that on a train created by a man named Mr. Wilford. The train is 1,001 cars long and contains all the different facets of life required to live. Water, food, shelter, entertainment, work, life support, etc. It circumnavigates the Earth on a yearly basis. Life on the train is separated into a class structure based on which part of the train a rider has a ticket for. First, second, or third class. And just like the movie, there are a group of passengers that got on right before the door sealed shut in the tail section of the train who are treated subhumanly. As mentioned in the series, there's a call for order on the train, which leads many to say that the train is run like an authoritarian state. The series is set seven years after the initial departure of the train, which they briefly discuss what happened in that time period. The TV show differs from the movie partly because of the significant period of time it takes to get through a TV show compared to a movie. In comparison, the movie is just north of two hours, while the TV show spans 10 45-minute long episodes. This time difference allows the showrunners to provide a greater level of detail in the lifespan of the passengers and increases the visibility of how the train works. 
I like this aspect of the show much more than the movie, as we really get to see what it would take to keep a train like this up and running. The train is rather spacious, seemingly larger than your average train car based on the footage seen within the show. There's a subcar railway system with a tram and multiple cars that contain batteries and other life support related systems to keep its passengers alive and shielded from the elements. Visually, elements can vary. The costume design is very well done, providing the viewer with many visual cues as to what job or class a passenger may be a part of, as is the set design like I just discussed. There's something about how, at times, it's easy to forget that all of this takes place on a train. As I said in the beginning, Snowpiercer airs on TNT. I'm generally not as big a fan of cable TV series. There's something so formulaic about most of them, especially when it comes to cinematography. Snowpiercer is kind of right in the middle. Sometimes I could tell it was just another cable TV show. And other times, it really did feel like it could have been on HBO or some other premium network. The biggest visual downfall for me is when we look outside at the train. When the series opens, there's a shot of the train that looks almost like a CGI wireframe that slowly builds into a more elaborate version of the train. As we progress, the outside environment is, is pretty well done but the train can look a bit too CG every so often. Overall, though, I can stand by and say that this has some of the better visuals from a cable TV show that I've seen in a long time and are visually pleasing for the most part. The parts that aren't as well done are pretty easy to look past. From my perspective, there are two main storylines that run through the beginning of Snowpiercer, as well as two main characters. The first character I'd like to focus on is Melanie Cavill, played by Jennifer Connelly. She is best known for her role in Requiem for a Dream and her performance in A Beautiful Mind that earned her an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Melanie is the head of hospitality on board the train, as well as the voice that is used to make announcements over the PA system. She's presented with a murder of one of the third-class passengers who has had both legs, an arm, and his dick cut off and stuffed under the floorboards. This results in some distance among the passengers, and she needs to hold them all together, as the head of hospitality would probably need to do in this situation. Given the state of this train, she doesn't have anyone appropriately equipped to handle the situation and calls on one of the members of the tail section to help out. Second character I'd like to focus on here is Andre Layton, pretty much the lead member of the tail section and former Chicago detective. Andre is played by David Diggs, most well-known in his roles as Thomas Jefferson and Marquis de Lafayette in both the original stage production and the movie of Hamilton, as well as writing, producing, and starring in the 2018 movie Blind Spotting. Andre is tasked with finding the murderer, as the man who was murdered died with some of the secrets of the train, and hospitality wants to know what may have gotten out about the inner workings of the train. Leighton agrees, but on the condition that if he finds out who did it, the tail section would receive better treatment and better conditions. While he leaves to go solve the murder, other members of the tail section revolt after the death of one of their own. As we delve farther into the second and third episodes, Snowpiercer explores a catastrophic event in one of the agriculture cars. That does help with the investigation, but also requires some pretty heavy-duty repairs, 
a witness to a prior similar murder is brought out of hibernation with some unfortunate side effects and the discovery about the famed Mr. Wilford's overarching presence aboard the train starts to unravel. This is only the beginning in the first season of Snowpiercer. It goes deeper on things like the class-based systemic oppression, mystery surrounding the train and who is running things, the socioeconomic relationships and services that make up the lifeblood of the train's occupants, and more. This is definitely a slow burn show. There's enough action to hold you over while the storyline still is heating up. Now I won't lie to you, unless you're already a big fan of the movie, this may not be the show for you if you only watch the first three episodes. Now, I've kind of broken my own rule and gone ahead and watched through the end of the season, but I fall into the group of people who are already fans of the movie. The first three episodes are kind of rough, I'm not going to lie to you, but things really do start to take an upward turn as the season progresses. This series has already been renewed for a second season, which will be airing this month, which is good news because the reception of this show has been lukewarm, but it's been exploding due to a major marketing push from its network, TNT. It's also helped that this show is now streaming on HBO Max, so if you have that subscription, definitely check it out. Another cool thing, before the second season has already aired, it's been renewed for a third, which is actually pretty surprising. So, this all comes down to what I think about this show. Like I said in the beginning, kind of have a scale for this. So will this show be a binge, a watch, or a drop? I think it really depends on the person, to be honest. Like I've already stated, if you like the movie, you'll probably binge this show despite the differences between the two. If you're a fan of other dystopian type shows, there may be some interest in this closed loop version that might push you into a more casual viewing Either way, Snowpiercer is a fun, intriguing take on Bong Joon-ho's movie version that allows for a greater depth of exploration into our characters and the crazy situation they find themselves in. This has been an episode of Binge Night, a podcast designed to introduce you to new TV shows. And don't forget that night's spelled with a K. I've been your host, Mike, a.k.a. Jester. If you like what you've heard or have any comments on this episode, please hit me up on my Twitter, where I'm at MikeBSF. You can also let me know about any upcoming series premieres you're interested in so that I might be able to review your suggestions. If you're interested in movies, make sure to check out The Good Night Movie Club, where each week my two co-hosts and I discuss one movie based on our topic for that month. Looking to scare yourself half to death? Look no further than another of our shows called Nightlight horror movie podcast where they do an in-depth scene-by-scene analysis of horror movies on a weekly basis thanks for tuning in and i'll see you next time after another quest of tv binging have a good night